If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Unlocked, episode 472. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is December 1st. This is it, the stretch run of 2020. I'm joined, as always, by by Brennan Tyrell. Hello, my friend. Good morning. And welcoming back an old friend, Cam Hawkins. Good to see you, sir. Hey, how's it going? Great to have you back here. And introducing a special guest panelist this week. He came highly recommended. We've been trying to feature new voices on Unlocked this year. And uh, as it sort of started to pick up steam, I'd start to get names. People say, you got to check out this person, that person, which is great. I love that. That's how... We meet new awesome people, and one of those awesome people, Ray Apollo from Twitch. Ray, how are you? I'm doing great. It's just funny that people are like, yeah, you should check out Ray. I mean, I appreciate all of you, but it's like, <laughs> oh, now you're in for it. <laughs> well, that, you know, the, the pressure's on now. Now you got to be good. And No, I'm kidding. You're going to be fine. You know, that's, that's the case. You're right. Now I've got to perform. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Ray, I'm really uh, happy to be here. Welcome. Yeah, I, so... Give everybody first kind of introduce yourself and then I want to talk a little bit about your Xbox background because of course the audience demands that you have proper Xbox bona fides to be here but what's uh what do you do by day what's uh, when you're not sitting around waiting for us to get started on the podcast what is what is the Ray Apollo experience? Uh, you know, fighting you by moonlight, you know, winning love by daylight. Uh, mm-hmm. I work in mm-hmm. Twitch as a community marketing specialist. Uh, I run the creator camp over there. So if you want to learn how to stream on Twitch or uh, level up on Twitch, go check out the creator camp. So that's what I do during the day. Uh, at night, I'm a content creator slash streamer. So, you know, talk a lot about anime, a lot about video games, play a lot of video games. Uh, recently started playing Bug Snacks, talking about those on PC and having a really, really good time. Well, that is, of course, uh, a PlayStation experience. On the Xbox side, though, we were talking a little bit before the show, and you said you go all the way back to yes. uh, for all on all the Xboxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so my journey with Xbox was always really special. So, um, I mean, you know, I hate to say it. I know you guys are going to... I was a PlayStation kid at first because that was the console that our parents gave us. That's what we were given as kids. It's like, we had a PlayStation. Uh, but then we started seeing stuff on Xbox, and I was like, what is this? I want that. You know, I saw Halo. I was like, I got to have that. And so we, my little brother and I, we scraped together the little money that we would get from, like, our allowance and then doing our jobs in the neighborhood. And we finally were able to trade in our PlayStation and go get uh, Xbox. And so we got an Xbox and we started catching up on all the beautiful stuff and we absolutely adored it. Had a good time. Oh man, we met a lot of people playing Xbox. We had a lot of friends that played Xbox with us. Um, But then came the Xbox 360 and I was like, oh no, 
oh, I need that too. Because we were late to the Xbox game because, you know, like I said, we PlayStation kids. The 360 was coming out and I was like, I, I begged and pleaded with my parents, please, please, can we have an Xbox 360? Because I needed to play Halo 3. Like I needed to play that game. And they were like, no, we can't. We, you can't have one of those. Uh-uh, no, you just got, basically we was like, you just got this Xbox. You can't have an Xbox 360. And I was like, oh no, but I really need to finish the fight, mom. Come on. And so, uh, <laughs> And so we we wait and we wait and we wait and then Christmas shows up and we you know start opening stuff and then you know I'm like oh no Xbox but then my dad comes home uh, after we open everything up and in his hands he's got the oh, Xbox no. 360 arcade oh. edition <laughs> without oh, Halo. So was that oh. was that 2007? <laughs> was that the year Halo came out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so it came out in Halo Three came out in September. Mm-hmm. So you had a you had sort of a torturous three months there it, until exactly it was like so I played Geometry Wars for like what five months. <laughs> <laughs> you and about twelve million other people. Yeah. So in good company until I got to play Halo. But it was an amazing experience. Absolutely, it was like yep, I love this. Uh, then with the Xbox One, uh, I actually did not pick it up until sunset overdrive came out i had to have that white sunset overdrive edition xbox one i said i'm not buying the xbox one until that comes out and that's what i'm getting and that was the first console i bought with um my money not at launch but like that was first like big console that i had like was like i have enough money to buy this and so i went and bought it and it was amazing i love that game sunset overdrive is still one of my favorite xbox games do you still is that is that Sunset Overdrive Xbox still there somewhere? You got it? Uh, no, I've passed it on to someone oh, else. Who say, it, I, you know, I, I, I know, know a lot of our audience probably hasn't seen it. It it was a beautiful machine. A, I, it was a gorgeous box, like legitimately one of the prettiest consoles I've ever had. Uh, like honestly, uh, but yeah, I gave it to somebody else who needed it, and I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not really using this, so I'm gonna gift this, so I gift it to somebody else. But um, nice. yeah, loved it. Um, the, you know, I got the Xbox One X because I was like, Anthem's gonna run great on the machine. Uh, <laughs> so I love I love that game, but yeah, I, I had some problems. So yeah, I, I had my Xbox One X up until we got the Series X here recently, which man, I I love that box. It's in my so you were room. able to get yourself a pre order. I, I was online refreshing for like you know an hour. I was like, I had my wife and then she was on her phone. I'm like, we're getting this box. We need this, <laughs> and I got one. And then uh, Microsoft was actually so kind to send me an Xbox Series S. So I have the Series S here in my office, which is fantastic. So, uh, like I said, I and that's I mean, you you talk about streaming, Mm -hmm. uh, which you're doing. You're helping others get rolling on their streaming careers by day, and you're streaming yourself at night. The Series S. Is a is a great box for streaming, right? Because nobody's streaming. You don't need to stream in 4K. You really can't, or you know, it's not a it's not the best use of resources. But the Series S, perfect for streamers, right? It's an excellent box for streamers. I feel like it's an excellent choice just for people who like video games in general. To be honest, um, it's a wonderful little machine that makes barely any noise, and it's just it actually kind of blends in with my setup. It's just it's there, and I really like that about that box. So. I mean, we get, but the Chonky Boy is in the living room on the big OLED TV, so it's great. Right. <laughs> As it should. Yes. Oh man, you know, real quick before, because I, I know I want to get to get to Cam and get to the news, but you you just met, you mentioned how you Ray, you got your 360 for Christmas 07, and I'm thinking to myself, that would have been jumping in at that point. You already had an insane catalog to go back to, in addition to Halo, because you know you mm-hmm. you had. Gears was out, Elder Scrolls Oblivion was out, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, Bioshock, Dead Rising, like you you must have just been in heaven for a while with that 360. I was actually kind of like, it was like the awestruck moment of like, that was the first time I think I'd ever really been paralyzed by like, I have too many games to play. I was like, I don't know what to play. And so, and at that point when, you know, renting games was still a viable thing, I did a lot of that and it was wonderful. (laughs) Oh, that is good stuff. Cam Hawkins, DualShockers.com. How is life at DualShockers these days, Cam? Busy, I presume? Yeah, uh, pretty busy. I actually took this last week off because I had to take care of some uh, family stuff. Uh, 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 for, you know, uh, people will not know who's watching this, but uh, my dad, unfortunately, passed away earlier this year unexpectedly. So we had to clear out my child at home and everything like that. And uh, which, you know, uh, you know, there were some positives. I found some 
old childhood goodies, uh, you know, not Xbox related, but I found like my Pokemon Crystal box and it's in real good condition. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So that was something uh, really cool to walk away out of uh, that trip. But, you know, DualShockers is going well. We're gearing up for like, you know, game of the game of the year uh, discussions and stuff like that. It's, it's that time of the year where we're just trying to uh, play as many games as we missed as we can before that, uh, that we feel like that we need to cover or like get a sense of uh for that conversation in the coming weeks um but yeah i'm uh, doing good at dual shockers uh you know um it's uh we're, we're doing good we're doing good and what have you uh, been excited. playing on your series x uh so i've actually been using my series s more just because similar to ray i use it for like yeah. streaming and stuff yeah, like yeah. that so i've been so i'm playing ghost runner uh really enjoying that um but i'm gonna start up uh yakuza like a dragon soon uh really looking forward to that um still dabbling into in uh, valhalla yeah you know that's a big game got to finish up things in that and uh, i did play through the uh black ops cold war campaign on my series x as well uh and i i really enjoyed that it wasn't uh, you know i'm a big black ops one fan i think that in my opinion that's like the best call of duty campaign and um yep yep i i actually replayed it on my uh uh, on my Xbox One X leading up to uh, mm-hmm. the uh, X and, uh, Series X and S release because uh, I knew it was going to be like a straight-up sequel again and that Mason and Woods were back and I was really looking forward to it. And while the sequel, like this uh, sequel campaign wasn't particularly what I wanted, I still think it's definitely the most memorable campaign in like a long time and had some really incredible missions uh, that that I that will stick with me, I think, for a while to uh, for years to come. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And it looks great on Series X and it and it feels it, like feels great. The shooting in that game like is like on yeah. Doom maternal levels of like mm-hmm. quality, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, there's good weight to the guns in that game. Oh, they yeah. Did a really nice job. Mm hmm. Yeah. At first, I didn't know if it was something to do with like because I was using the Elite Series 2 controllers. I'm like, because I played Modern Warfare, you know, last year. And I know that that was like the big generation jump for for that you know for the call of duty series and i didn't get that uh feeling when i played that but then when i was playing black ops cold war i was kind of messaging my other friends i was just like that were playing i was like does this feel as good to you as it does for me like you know so um i I really enjoyed uh black ops cold war and i definitely see myself uh again it's, it's probably the uh new like latest call of duty in a long time where i see myself actually returning to outside of just playing the campaign like whether it be zombies or uh a little bit of multiplayer well good stuff i think think that's smart a a little bit of multiplayer yeah (laughs) yeah all right let's uh let's get rolling we got some news to talk about even though there was a holiday last week it was uh still there's still the, the world of xbox never stops turning And unsurprisingly, that world is starting really now starting to revolve around Cyberpunk 2077. We've got kind of a few connected stories here about Cyberpunk. It's not the only thing we'll talk about this week, but it is going to be the big thing. Uh, No surprise here, but it'll just make everybody happy and relieved in case you were wondering. If you haven't been able to procure a Series X yet, or maybe you're just planning to upgrade later and you're going to start playing it, on your Xbox One or One X, CD Projekt Red confirmed that your save file on the Xbox One will transfer right over to the Series X. In, again, related cyberpunk news here about them discussing things, uh, Kaczynski also brought up, multi, or was asked about multiplayer, hey, what's going on with that? And he said, quote, it's a separate dedicated production, a big production, And when we plan, we think about it as a standalone product. Obviously, it's not entirely standalone as it comes from the universe of cyberpunk and is very much related to the concept of single-player cyberpunk. It's another independent production and an independent team of people works on it. I said we are not focusing right now on talking too much about other future products, uh, so please uh, bear with us in uh, in the first quarter of next year when we plan to share some strategy update, and I believe Cyberpunk multiplayer will be possible as be meaning as part of that conversation. So they are going to talk at some, in some way, shape, or form about it, it in the not too distant future. Uh, how about Ray? Where are you with with the idea of Cyberpunk multiplayer? Are you kind of a wait and see scenario with Cam, or or does 
are you like totally in or totally out and you just want to be in the single player world? It is very much wait and see because I absolutely just want to get my hands on the single player world world first. Uh, Absolutely. Like, yeah, the idea of a multiplayer cyberpunk sounds really cool. Um, but until like I've actually played the game and like Cam said, to understand if I even like it, first of all, um, it's like, eh, do I want to spend more time in the world that they're making? Which I mean, part of me is like, yes, I'm going to want to, but I have, I have to see it to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I, if it's anything like the GTA five online, uh, I'm probably going to be way more inclined because I really do enjoy that too. So. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, you'd mentioned GTA earlier as well. And mm-hmm. you got to figure, I mean, yes. Cyberpunk multiplayer is going to be its own thing, but it you got to figure that they're looking at at GTA Online as kind of the business model and the blueprint for this, right? Some, some sort of persistent world. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is is like I have a pretty good idea that I'm going to like Cyberpunk. Um, I have no idea what a Cyberpunk multiplayer suite looks like. Like, is it deathmatch? You know, is it? <laughs> realistically though i think you're right like you're going to play in this big open world with other players doing various different things and it's going to be designed in order to keep you there and invested in this world after you finish the single player that's that's what i think um but i don't know like we haven't seen anything we don't know anything so um i think it's a little disingenuous to be like i'm going to be the first in the door for multiplayer when it comes out (laughs) in in three or four years because we just don't know um, but, you know, like I said last week, I've been wanting to get into GTA Online for years again, and I just haven't because life and other video games and other games that I'm interested in that are online. So um, personally, I think it's got to be something really special uh, in order to to do that. You know, like it's it's tough to break into a market that's already kind of owned. Right. Like right. MMOs. True. World of Warcraft has MMOs. GTA O has that persistent open world kind of game. Bungie and Destiny have the shared world shooter kind of locked down. Yeah, um, it's tough. It's tough to crack that that nut. So we'll we'll see what happens with Cyberpunk. But I mean, if if the multiplayer is as ambitious as the single player is, I'm you know these guys have a ton of talent. I'm super confident in CDPR. Side Are note. You... Oh, go ahead, Ray. Oh, oh, that was me. Okay, I was right. just, I'm just saying I I would because you know Cyberpunk 27. 2077 is based off like a tabletop so i would really like to see like if the if the multiplayer was kind of like baldur's gate type-esque where you have like a party you know you have friends that you join in and you guys do these missions together and like depending on what you do kind of like affects the world and and things like that that's like and that's ambitious i know but like that is would be something that would really just sell me on on playing the multiplayer i mean uh you said my favorite thing. You said Boulder's Gate. And so, yes. uh, absolutely. If it's anything like that, I am 1,000% in. Like, just bar none, I'm, I'm in. If it's anything like that. <laughs> I think I think there's, like, so Cyberpunk Red, the new tabletop game that's coming out, or, or is already out, uh, paired with uh, sure. 2077. Um, it's very much the tabletop experience. Uh, I've played it. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, I don't know that you can translate the gameplay of like Baldur's Gate into cyberpunk when you're mixing genres like that, because the people who buy cyberpunk and like, I'm a first person blade wielding cyber ninja hacking spider that crawls up walls and shoots people with shotguns and then take them from that experience into a third person isometric like tactics game. (laughs) I think switch. But, but I, I think you're totally right. Taking those mm-hmm. core principles of like mm-hmm. unified storytelling with your friends and yeah. having them run through essentially <laughs> missions like raids or dungeons or whatever in the cyber, mm-hmm. like go take over the Nakatomi building. I don't know what the companies are called, but um, you know, like <laughs> that. that I have reference, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the first thing that came to my head. Uh, that's the first thing that uh, I, I think that is something that you could pair pretty easily with the gameplay already. But um, man, I. <laughs> See now I'm kind of excited for it because I'm a huge RPG <laughs> fan. So I same, know. big same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that you you instantly burned my ears when you said that. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's just dream, dream in a perfect world. That that's what I would want Cyberpunk multiplayer to be like. It be it's so like almost like a stealth action kind of game, right? Like. Yep. All right, Cam, you got to go take down the security system. So you go around the backside, take out the guards, plug in, do your hacking thing. You know. We're gonna go. I don't know through the front door, guns a blazing. Once everything is done, like that—that's such a cool experience. Like if yeah. they if they aspire to something like that, I I would definitely I mean, be on board. 
you guys are basically describing an RPG yeah. version of GTA Online's heist, which yeah. sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Like I, that's all. That's all I want. I keep telling people I don't even want a GTA Six. I just want GTA Online to be the next game. <laughs> so. I don't know. Well, it kind of yeah. is for now because yeah. GTA Six is quite a ways <laughs> off, and we got that new that new island coming up with that new heist. That's out in like a week or two, so that's coming yeah. right up as well. But, so, but I, say, like, I think the two like big questions I'm curious about is just like instead outside of just what the multiplayer is, is microtransactions because you yeah. know we're talking about how it's going to be some you know we think that they're going to structure it similarly to how Rockstar does theirs, and they do microtransactions, but Cyberpunk was like. They're big, like we're not doing cyber like or microtransactions in the single player. So I'm like, okay, let's see how that translates in the multiplayer. Uh, so that's the that's one thing. And then also with it being a, like a separate release, will it cost anything or will it be free? Because it's it sounds yeah. like that they're making this just equally as ambitious as tw- uh, 2077 single player, but just as multiplayer. So that'll be interesting uh, to see how that turns out as well. And those yeah. two questions are going to play off each other for sure. Yep. Right. Like you have to look yeah. at the business model. If it is going the sort of rumored Halo Infinite free multiplayer way, um, how are you going to make money off of it? Right. Like you, you, it's got to generate revenue, some, some sort of revenue. So um, I could see them doing some sort of like buy in in the multiplayer, keeping their word about the single player being free of microtransactions if they make it free. But if it's a standalone $60 product, Ooh, that might piss people off because so traditionally multiplayer suites have been tied into, you know, the price of the game. So a lot of interesting questions. I'm curious. I'm, I'm as curious to hear what their plan is as I am to play it, I think, at this point. And uh, Rockstar just broke off Red Dead online as its own standalone thing. As, and that's, as an option. that's free you to play, it. right? Yeah. yeah, it's there yeah. if you do buy the game, the Red Dead Redemption 2. But if if not, you can just buy the online separately. So, yeah, a lot of... Interesting future business models and and things to consider for CD Projekt Red. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Next this week, uh, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, released for PC about a year ago. It is coming to the Xbox Series X. 
So the news coincides with a delay, actually, and the release coincides with a delay in the DLC for the PC version that, I, as I mentioned, is already out. The developers put up a blog post that read in part, any developer wants their titles to get as much attention as possible. And obviously sharing a release date with Cyberpunk was less than optimal. That's when it was supposed to come out. They continue saying day one sales and marketing are so important to a successful product launch. And we believe that rescheduling our release date will allow MechWarrior 5 mercenaries to have the opportunity and attention it deserves. The good news is that this will allow for a simultaneous launch for, uh, of, of MechWarrior 5 across multiple platforms in spring of 2021. It'll be the first time a, mech, a proper MechWarrior game has been on a console since 2004 when Mech Assault 2 landed on the original Xbox. And uh, it is they note as well, it will be the first true mech warrior uh, experience ever on a console. And Brandon Tyrell, I know you can speak to the difference between what, what <laughs> Piranha is talking about there. Between a true mech warrior experience? Well, mech warrior versus mech assault is what Yeah, so, so back in the day on the original Xbox, one of the first games that you could play online and competitive uh, online play was mech assault. It was awesome. It was very stripped down. You had X amount of mechs and... You know, the, the game type simplistic, but it was a very cool experience and it got me into online gaming. Um, you know, Mech Assault 5 is a full, or I'm sorry, Mech Warrior 5. I wish we were Mech Assault 5. That would be yeah. nice. <laughs> what a world that would be. Uh, Mech Warrior 5 is a full blown Mech, uh, Mech Warrior experience where it's got, um, you know, your single player story and, and all that jazz. So you are actually working through missions and building your mechs and maintaining your battalion and whatnot. So slightly different experiences. Um, actually, considering Mech Assault came out like over 10 years ago, it's probably pretty different experiences. But um, closer to 20. Is it? Oh, how, boy. It's how long it's been. 2003 for the first one. And then the second one would have been, I think, a year later. Would have been 04. Yep. Or no, 02 would have been the first one. Oh, we because it was an Xbox Live launch title. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so I was I was an Armor Core kid. Uh, I played a lot yeah. of Armor Core. Uh, so that's why I didn't. I, that's why I don't have any experience with these because I was I was I always loved to look at these. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. But mm -hmm. never, never played it. So now I'll have the chance to play one, which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, I love mechs, you know, giant robots, anime. That's all I'm about. So, yes, yeah, please. man. <laughs> apparently uh mech warrior 5 reviewed really well i think tom reviewed it for us and he loved it 8.1 so. 8 out of 10 on ign.com um yeah i i remember mech assault very fondly uh actually more so the multiplayer was fun but i actually really enjoyed the campaign of the first one it did have a cool story uh, even if, you know, Mecha Salt was more just about getting you into the action and not about the, the sort of simulation aspects of of uh, customizing your mech and maintaining it and all that. But um, I, I I still chuckle to this day when I think about Mecha Salt 2, because the campaign in that it had it had a pretty like cheesy new metal soundtrack, including <laughs> yep. there was a boss fight at one point against. Uh, like a spider mech, which was completely not in the mech warrior universe. Like it was just a dumb video game thing. Like, Oh, put a giant spider in it. And it's a mech. <laughs> yeah. What? And while you're fighting like this wild thing, West. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No, exactly. exactly. Wild, 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 wild West moment. <laughs> because uh, instead of Will Smith playing uh, uh -huh. song, it was corn. Oh, so yeah. Jonathan Davies. as if guys, as if corn would be the music that would survive and and be your your war cry music in the 31st century. <laughs> like corn lives on a thousand years. Huh. <laughs> it's just, it just was so dumb. Oh man, it's like it our really Breaking Benjamin moment, right? Deep end on Mega yeah. Salt too, but they were like, let's make a video game, but more metal. Yes. <laughs> Davis. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It. Do you guys remember, uh, like back in the day, uh, where that was a just a common thing to have? It's just like a new metal soundtrack or or yep. a, a, mm -hmm. an established band doing music. Yep. Whoa! Mm -hmm. I played a game. I don't remember what it was. It might have been like 
Tao Fang Fist of the Lotus, which was just this like very interesting fighting game. But I think Static X had a had a, a soundtrack on Static X has on. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, hold on, let me see. Static X. Wow, I, uh, I don't think somewhere an angel got its wings from somebody mentioning Static X for yes. the first time in <laughs> yeah, years. I, yeah. I remember listening to it all the way back. Static, yeah. <laughs> Man, oh yeah! No, there were some good ones. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not finding much. I just kind of want to like look up like the most obscure licensed music in. (laughs) Dude, it's so weird. Like sometimes you'll play like a licensed video game, and they'll have like a very popular song on there, and you're like, "Was that part of the the license deal, or or like how did that work?" Uh, Music uh, for video games is like a large portion of the budget. A, a present day example, I was pretty surprised. So I've been playing uh, Sackboy on PS5 with my nine-year-old yes. daughter. Loves it. Mm-hmm. Uptown Funk is in it. Yep. It, and it's like the level is like themed to it. It's actually so great. Though. Yes, they're both amazing, though. Those levels are fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> we, where yes. did it come from? I was, was not original. expecting this. Nope. I was like, is that Uptown? And then I was like, it started like actually playing Uptown Funk. And I was like, oh. Okay, this is crazy, but I, I I loved it. It was like this is yeah. this is very good. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know how to respond to that. That's just that's crazy. Yeah, that's absurd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, for the wanted... now I've, I've ruined. Oops, it. Yeah, sorry. Oops. Oops. Uh, yeah, I probably would have streamed that game, and I probably would have been just so confused. Like, what is going on? Yeah, but it, it's it's wonderful. I'm not gonna lie. It's like one of some of my favorite levels in the game. So yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, anyway, Mech Warrior Five. <laughs> Mech Warrior Five. Sorry, I, I just picked out a Static X rabbit hole right now. <laughs> Apparently, they had music in Street Skater Two, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX, Shawn yeah, yeah. Pro Snowboarder, ESPN X Winter Games, Need for Speed Underground, True Crime, Streets of LA, MTX Motor Tracks, WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Need for Speed Most Wanted again. Project yes. Gotham Racing Three, Greg Hastings Tournament Pinball Paintball. Different game. Yep. Greg Hastings Tournament Paintball maxed. Oh, another song in there. And Brutal Legend in 2009. So I don't wow. remember what game I was playing, but apparently Static X is well represented in well, the video game it community. It sounds like they were in yeah. half the games of the 2000s. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yeah. If, it was an extreme, <laughs> if it was an extreme sport, like Static X. Was yeah. like, uh, Most of those games made sense. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. 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 And then Paintball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I can't remember the name of I can't remember the name of their big hit song, but I would imagine it was most of those games were probably one song. Several. I, I mean, first of all, Static X had more than one hit song. So <laughs> I appreciate you celebrate you. their entire catalog, on it, Ryan. <laughs> their discography is lengthy. Uh, push it, yeah. Start a war. I, there's a bunch of different songs. The one I'm from Brutal Legend is called Love Dump, which I've never heard of. But that that just sounds that sounds that, not good. That's yeah. right. For that game, though. Yeah, Tim Schafer would would definitely choose yep. a more like deeper cut from the from the record for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to Mech Warrior. Mech it is Warrior. nice. So this this will actually be the first BattleTech universe game. On an X on Xbox since Mech Assault Two, like it is that long. Wow. There hasn't been a Mech Warrior, and there obviously hasn't been another Mech Assault game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to see this come over. And you know, it's interesting. We, we, the games we're talking about t- uh, today all have tabletop roots and uh, sort of these weird, uh, like historical roots too. Because because uh, Mech Warrior is. BattleTech was a is a tabletop role playing game. Perfect. This is the, I'm glad that I'm here for this thing because that's what I'm all about. I love that stuff. So this awesome. is great. <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, I. Yeah. It's. We'll have to at some point we'll have to pl- play a game of like how many how many BattleTech mechs can you name like different like there's Atlas and Wolf Ooh, and a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that another now. time. I can name two now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Wait, let's keep it rolling. We've got plenty more to talk about. Wait, I think Ronin was another one, so that's three. I'm there assuming it's Nailed it. Uh, I want to talk about Game Pass, guys, because it's really good. Our, uh, Cam, are you a Game Pass really subscriber? Oh, of course, yeah. I love Game Pass. <laughs> Ray? Uh, dedicated since day one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you not at this point? 
Uh, and December brings plenty more reasons to to uh, become a Game Pass subscriber if you are not already. Here's what's coming up. So in two days, December 3rd, our IGN's still reigning Game of the Year control comes to Xbox Game Pass, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We'd already heard about Doom Eternal coming mm-hmm. over. That's uh, in my book, a Game of the Year nominee. I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is in the voting, like with official IGN stuff. But that's it's 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 on my list. Uh, that of course coming as on the back of the Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft. That's also on the third, and then Haven Rage Two, another it's uh, not id Software, but Bethesda game, yep. uh, made in co- cooperation with id Software. Slime Rancher, uh, Va- Valhalla, but it's VA one one VA eleven Hall A Cyberpunk <laughs> Bartender Action. Don't like that. Get so, in on that Cyberpunk. Yeah, I do want to yeah. say. I do want to say right now, like because the name sounds ridiculous. That is a great game. Really? That is a fantastic game. Yes, okay. it's actually uh, uh, for those that like know uh, the Cyberpunk Bartender. You know the, that game. There, the sequel was called Nirvana. It it was uh, shown at PAX East the, earlier this year, but it's like highly anticipated in like the indie game space. Like for I'll sure, check it out. Yeah, okay, definitely yeah. check it out. Definitely do not sleep on that game. Nice. Well, glad to hear it. Yeah, because every now and again, stuff like that comes along where you look at it and go, this has got to be a goof, right? And it's like, no, it's totally, <laughs> totally worth your time. It just goes to show the power of a good name. It's yep. a cool true. We, we, did, we stopped and talked about it, didn't we? So yeah. it's, uh, it, we didn't just gloss over it like we will to like we just <laughs> did to Slime Rancher. <laughs> I mean, all right, Slime Rancher. And Haven. Haven no, is an excellent we complete, yeah, it's, Haven, it's Haven. Haven. Haven is a fantastic game. If, like, you, I, if you're a fan of Journey or you like mm-hmm. um, sort of love stories or relationship stories or I think Oh God, I might be mixing it up. Combat is kind of turn-based-y, right? Turn-based, yeah. Turn-based-y. Turn-based-y. Oh, yeah. We're getting there, man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to Haven because that's from the team that made Fury, which is like this mm-hmm. basically game Excellent. where you just can do these like uh, brutal boss battles. Yes. And I played that uh, finally this year. And man, that game was so good. So, um, so yeah, I, played that. I played Haven demo through the Steam E3 type deal. In, mm-hmm. I oh, okay. okay. I yeah, love- we worked with them for Summer of Gaming and I think Gamescom too. And those mm-hmm. the folks on that team are just fantastic. They're so awesome. Yeah. And this this conversation, you know, we're laughing and joking about something, but this is actually a perfect microcosm of why Game Pass is awesome, because Mm -hmm. these are games where you might if they're just regular games that you buy for whatever their full price is, you might not give them a second look. But you see, you know, Valhalla cyberpunk bartender action. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I'm going to. It, it's on it's game pass i'm gonna download that and see what it's all about and then as cam says it's it's excellent and then you end up enjoying and discovering a thing that you never would have otherwise so this is exactly this conversation is exactly why game pass is great uh yes your grace which is a very promising sort of rpg i think it might be some like sim elements to that too hmm. we had an exclusive trailer for that and i'm trying to remember exactly what that yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, that's the only game on the list that i haven't that i haven't heard of before so yeah and then uh name, dragon though. quest 11 uh, echoes of an elusive age play that, that game we yeah they go ahead right yeah please because that's I'm, it's like a hundred hour amazing rpg <laughs> right I'm, I'm, yeah. minimum <laughs> but no, absolutely play this game it's a fantastic game and i love it to death it's so anime and wild i'm like because like you, this is a game where like you're playing and you're like oh yeah i'm about to finish the game and then you're like oh wait no i'm not <laughs> and it keeps going <laughs> it's like, so it's like return of the king it's like <laughs> ending four of 17 i got it. but no i love i love this game and i'm so glad there's so many different places for you to play it now so absolutely play this game it's a great game one of the best rpgs i've playing in the past five years honestly yeah yeah 100 hour game on game mm-hmm. on, as for you know a 10 dollar game pass subscription mm-hmm. i mean that's mm-hmm. that's wild worth it yeah i've also heard very good things about dragon quest 11 um i i haven't played it myself yet uh, i bought it on switch and then they announced the xbox port, and i'm just like man now i kind of want to play it on xbox <laughs> Well. So, uh, which is it's huge because it's the first Dragon Quest on an Xbox uh, platform, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, depending on who you ask, that's a Dragon Quest fan. It's arguably the best in the series it's, so it's far. One of my favorite. Um, you know, 
it's it's yeah it's definitely one of the best jrpgs uh this uh, you know this past generation uh so it's if you're a jrpg fan it's like it's a must play for sure mm-hmm. dude mm-hmm. i think just shout out in general just shout out to microsoft for like actually doing the work to court major uh you know japanese focused uh series 100%. right like yep. dragon quest is a perfect example monster hunter on the xbox one x i i play I, it was out before the xbox one x i think but anyway monster hunter on the xbox one uh, introduced me to that series, then I I love that game, and I never would have played it otherwise. <sighs> I got and, and, and less, less, less we forget Yakuza, right? Is now yes! a, a timed yep. exclusive. Like, mm-hmm. and oh, that's not on Game Pass, work. though. I believe. No, no, no. I'm just saying well, in the yeah, just in the, bringing uh, it to their environment. The, the yeah, yeah. Well, but as far as Game Pass goes, like Cam, you know, you're you, we can see it behind you. You're a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, and all yes. the old Kingdom yeah. Hearts games, hundreds of yes. hours of Kingdom Hearts are on Game Pass now. Yep, yep. The entire series, uh, outside of the two DS games, which, if you're new to the series, if you can play them, I would say play them just for the experience. But if you don't, like you know, I, I understand. But all the all the big ones that you really should play, like you know, and not watch just cutscenes for, they're there. So that's 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 really great. Uh, let's and we're continuing. There are more Game Pass games for December. This is next week, the week of December seventh. Call of the Sea, which is totally a Ryan McCaffrey kind of game. It is a, it is a, a, yeah. a colorful, artistic, first-person adventure puzzle game. Uh, the protagonist is voiced by Sissy Jones, who played Delilah in Firewatch. She's amazing. She's in a bunch of cartoons and other things as well. Uh, so that looks great. That was unveiled at... I can't remember if it was the Xbox Game Showcase or... It was one of the summer events from Xbox. Wasn't it E3? Well, that was E3 was the July. I mean, the July showcase was effectively E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might have been that. I can't remember, but it was at it was unveiled at one of the major Xbox events from this past summer. So Call of the Sea next week, Monster Sanctuary, uh, Starbound, Unto the End, Assetto Corsa, which I've heard is that's it's a pretty good racing game. Uh, Gang Beasts, Greedfall, Super Hot, Mind Control Delete, Super Hot's oh, awesome. It's so then, good. Mind Control Delete is fantastic. It's a, a great expansion. Please play. Yes. Uh, and then Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, another that's from the X Banjo developers, the X Rare developers who made their own banjo like games. So look at all that stuff. I mean, we just rattled off, that was well over a dozen games. And Good games and some yeah. really big names in there too. That's just about something for everybody on this list. Like that. Absolutely. That's there's so there's so much variety, and that's what I truly do love about Game Pass. There's so much variety. Uh, I feel it's, like I love to say, and I'm sure everybody else does. One of the best deals in gaming, straight up. Like the, I think the best. Yeah, get on. I think, it's I think it's funny. I was gonna make the joke at the top of the segment, but you know, I didn't want to interrupt the train of, of thought. It was just like, hey, here's our weekly segment where we say Xbox Game Pass, still great. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I think one of the things that people, uh, you know, I I even sometimes forget as someone who plays on Xbox primarily is that like, you know, because these games don't aren't on Game Pass forever. But like, uh, if you if you if they're on Game Pass and you like them, you can buy them at a discounted price, which is really cool. Yeah. Which I I sometimes forget, you know. So it's really awesome. Yeah, that's I mean, that's where you just keep an eye on, see see which games are leaving Game Pass. And if it's something you super love or in the middle of and want to, you know, you can go ahead and pick it up at a discount, which is a just a great like it's the economics of Game Pass are are just mostly mysterious, kind of like the economic Netflix. Like, how do they make money? But it it works. Where does the money go? So much value. So much value. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Uh, But then also the the app is fantastic. I I have to point that out. The app is amazing. I love it. Like, I so I basically switched everything over to, you know, Xbox and Microsoft is like my primary, like, entertainment source of games a year, a year and a half ago because of the ecosystem with the app and the console and how well it works with Game Pass. I love it. So I can do everything from my phone, essentially, and be ready to, you know, play the game when I'm done eating dinner. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, um, I just got it, Brandon. Too, and I'm getting notifications from Xbox Game Pass, like, hey, you should play this game or mm-hmm. now this is available. And um, I'm not really the, I'm not a notifications kind of guy, uh, but I'm really enjoying the, having them because I'll, I'll get a ping and it'll be like, you you know, it shows me my achievements and all that, but mm-hmm. uh, 
a, a fancy techno butler to remind me when games are available to play. Like I'm, I'm digging it. I'm a boy. Yes, I love it. Yeah. On a similar note, actually, there is a new dashboard update. The first one since the series S and X launch. And uh, the two kind of highlight features of it, you can preload Game Pass games before they come out, which is nice. Like normally you could do that with games that you bought, but now you'll be able to do that with your Game Pass titles as well, those new releases coming up. So that's awesome. And then uh, dynamic background themes as well, which I am thrilled to see because you know you want to you might as well put the 12 teraflops to some fun use when you're not actually <laughs> in a game, right? So yeah, uh, love seeing that. And yeah, the Xbox, it's like Microsoft's committed to this stuff. That's it's it, it really is interesting to see, guys, the difference between the just sort of not even the physical like on screen difference, but more just the philosophical difference that we've seen evolve between Sony and Microsoft. And like Sony, you know, they made more radical, easily noticeable changes but Microsoft's been more slowly evolving over time and they're both arriving in these fantastic next gen places, but it's like Microsoft has had an amazing controller that they've just been slowly evolving. I would argue the DualShock had way more room for improvement and they have done that, I think with the DualSense and mm-hmm. the, obviously the look of the consoles is their own thing, but ultimately they we've, we've gotten both, they've both gotten to this point where they're fantastic new machines, but I almost feel like poor Microsoft doesn't get as much attention or or necessarily credit because yeah. they evolve more slowly. They just kind of again it's that PC like mentality. They're they're the company that makes Windows. They are a PC company, and I mean, am I am I insane here, Cam? No, I, no. Do you kind of as well? Yeah. No, I don't yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think I just think a big part of that is just how the xbox one launched you know and, and it just uh put a big sour t- taste in everyone's mouth and like whatever they did to try and like get better like people were like ah oh, it's not good enough oh it's not good enough and even with game pass like i think people recognize like the value in game pass mm-hmm. but then now it's just at that point where it's just like well i've already invested so much in either playstation or pc um or you know um it's just where I like to play my games now. And it's just, there's really nothing, you know, with the, you know, uh, PlayStation's where the exclusives are, at least for now. And that people just don't think that while they, they see the value in game pass, they don't think it's enough to, to make the switch or to like, to really, um, give Xbox the credit where credit is due. Cause I don't think that, and I don't think that game pass is like the only thing that makes Xbox great, but it is like, it would be crazy to say that's not the big factor right now, you know? Um, like I love my Xbox series, uh, X, I love my series S and, you know, I have a PS five and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I, again, like I think the dual sense is a huge improvement from the dual shock four. Like I think the other dual shock four was a trash controller, like not even like, Oh, this is okay. I thought it, I did not think it was a good controller, uh, compared to the Xbox, uh, one, even the Xbox one at launch. Like I was like, this is like night and day better. And then, yeah. you know, now we have the series, uh, the series elite series two, and it's just like, this is the best controller ever made in my opinion. And while dual sense is great, like, you know, um, I, I still think, uh, the series two is, is the best controller out there. So, and it's, you know, we're, it's probably only going to get better with the eventual elite series three and all that good stuff. So Brandon, yeah. are you trying to jump in there as well? I, was. I I just yeah I was but I got, I got sidetracked talking about the Elite Series two. I'm still using my my Elite Series one. Same brother. Same. Well, Elite great. Series as long two. as you haven't had the, the bumper problem that a lot of people have had. You're I, I, I have it. Yeah. Um. I love this thing. Uh. I, listen I, listen I to those it. clicks. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> just like yeah. the day it was opened. Um. I agree. I agree with what Cam says. A lot of the work that Microsoft has done hasn't been the big, sexy CGI trailer reveals. And that's that's really, you know, the the CGI trailer reveals for exclusives that only come to your your platform is really sort of the experience that, you know, in my opinion, I've seen Sony kind of gravitate toward, whereas Microsoft has done a lot that is just now coming to fruition and getting uh, recognition that I think it deserves, which is a lot of structural you know, stuff, a a lot of infrastructure and support and services and things that aren't sexy, but you get Game Pass and you get xCloud and you get cross-gen saves and you get all of this other cool stuff that me as, as somebody who like 
you know, somebody who will buy another console, I will buy a PS5 to play God of War 2, right? But for somebody who just uses my console for like recreational gaming and 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 can see the value in having I think the best way to describe it is Microsoft is moving more towards Apple, right? Whereas they're creating an ecosystem for you to be in that will connect yeah. everything and, and make it so simple to use. Um, I don't have a comparison for Sony, but so, you know, uh, a company that like makes really good products and, and those products serve a very specific purpose. Whereas I think my Xbox is now sort of my main entertainment node, you know? Yep. Yep, I absolutely agree. And I was going to say that ecosystem, uh, Microsoft pivoted towards building up an ecosystem, a structure that once you're in it, you're in it and it's it's full and it's beneficial to you as a consumer, which I really, really appreciate them pivoting towards. I mean, yeah, Sony has also pivoted towards what they're doing best. And I feel like Microsoft finally started to figure out what they do really well. And that's services and structures that benefit, the, which I am all for. I, like seriously, and when you said like you know you don't know the comparison for Sony, it's like Sony even in the Android sphere as far as their phones and as their television, they they're kind of like their own thing still. Like you know, a Sony phone is completely different from every other Android phone. Yeah, and and that's fine. Uh, but I feel like I love the comparison to Apple now with Microsoft is they do more meticulous and seamless things that just work. I love that it just works. Yeah, <laughs> and and, yeah. and and that fits here with the Xbox. Absolutely. And that's one of the huge things about console gaming is everybody who gets into PC gaming for the first time is just like, I, uh, how do I do this? Like, drivers. Drivers. Graphics cards. Um, with consoles, they just work, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if your main uh, port of entry into Microsoft's ecosystem is a console, like now you're starting to spread it out and, and, and you know, touch on these different services and that they provide. Uh, and you find that there's just a sort of quality of life to it, I think. And I don't want to fail to mention, you know, we have, have xCloud with your phone. You could, you could get into this on your phone now, which is amazing. I just I was not prepared for that to work as well as it does. And I love it. Like I, I bought an Android phone specifically for <laughs> xCloud and I don't oh, nice. regret that. So it's what's great. Crazy, I, what's crazy is we're going through the list of games for uh, Game Pass and it's like mm-hmm. Control available December 3rd for console and Android. Like that's yeah. nuts. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, I, I got the Galaxy Z Fold two, and it, they look amazing on that phone. I'm like, this, wow, video games. I can now play them literally on every screen that I own. <laughs> so, yeah. well, speaking of Microsoft, sort of ecosystem slowly evolving commitment to to gamers. Let's do the loot box now. So, guys, if you click watch stream on your screens, you will be able to see this video question that has come into us from Chris Hollis. It is with regard to backwards compatibility. Chris, take it away. Hey, Unlock Crew. My name is Chris Hollis, and I have a quick question for you guys. Uh, When do you think Microsoft is going to bring back adding new backwards compatibility games? Um, back in June of last year, they said that they would be putting it on pause and to make sure that all the games that ran on Xbox One ran on Series X. And now that Series X is out, you would think that they would be adding new ones back in. Uh, for me, I would love to see Halo 1 and Halo 2's original Xbox ports put onto um, into the Series X. What would you guys like to see? Excellent question from Chris there. Cam, I'll go your way first. It's, what do you, how do you feel about the state of backwards compatibility? Does Microsoft have some more work you'd like to see do? Are there any games you'd like to see come over that are not already compatible? Yeah, so the, I actually uh, was looking into this uh, a few weeks ago, and I found out that they, the games weren't backwards compatible. And granted, it does make sense. Uh, but uh, I I was really hope I was planning on getting the original uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two because the next you know the uh, the remasters are delisted now and they never got a physical release so you really only have the originals but they're not backwards compatible for for Xbox and I I get why because you know um, Marvel's owned by different uh, by Disney now and like there's all these other licensing things that that conflict with that which is why they probably haven't done the backwards compatibility for those two games but uh you know 
those are two really great games that I would love to play. And, you know, granted, the uh, uh, the third one is on Switch, but it would be really nice to revisit, revisit those games without, like, having to, you know, dig out an original uh, 360 to play them. Raven Software, one of my favorite developers ever, did those those two games. Uh, Ray, how about you? How, how do you feel on the backwards compatibility front? So I, I love backwards compatibility. You know, I've, I've been one of the past ones. Like, it's, it's not on the... It's not very high up on my list of things that I desire, you know, from, you know, usage for my Xbox. It's, it's, that's not me. But I know a lot of people find a lot of value in that, again, to be able to play games that they already own or can find cheaper relatively to play on their new consoles, which is great. Um, but as far as games that I've been fortunate that most of the games that I wanted to have backwards compatible, they added um, to backwards compatibility. So I've been very lucky in that. It's like, oh, well, I guess that means I have good taste in video games because Microsoft thinks so, too. But um I could definitely see them restarting the system when they have kind of established the the series X and S infrastructure more. So that way these games that can be enhanced or, you know, boosted uh, by these machines are, which I get. Um, but I think the only ones that I wasn't sure were backwards compatible, which I talked about earlier, were the Armor Core games. And I think they might be, but I don't really remember. So I'd have to look again. Uh, but no, yeah, why not? You, you have something great there and it's, it's a leg up that you have on your competition. So please do <laughs> Brandon any for you not really um I think Microsoft's done a really good job sort of hitting <clears throat> as you know as everyone has said hitting the uh the real the heavy hitters of of the the older catalog so um I mean to get to the question I'm not sure when they pick it up again but understanding that you know console generation transitions just add like a lot of weirdness to it. So I, I get that they want to, you know, spot check, make sure everything is fine. Um, I also think that their priorities right now are on expanding their, you know, their offerings that they have uh, with, you know, the Series X and everything else that they're working on. So I don't know that going back and well, I guess what I'm trying to say is right now the focus is on the new, right? Mm -hmm. It's on the future. Whereas, you know, maybe later on this year, or I'm sorry, later on in 2021, when things start slowing down and get a little quieter, that's a good opportunity to bring it back and be like, hey, backwards compatibility is still a big thing. You know, you you space out you space out your your marketing talking points and you space out your endeavors throughout the year so that you're always bringing something new to your audience. So, um, you know, I I don't have a, a direct answer for it, and I have no idea, but I could imagine them, you know, kicking things back up in earnest after the initial wave of like new sexy Series X is out. You know, after that newness has died down. Good stuff, Chris Hollis. Thank you very much for that loot box question. I would welcome anybody else out there to leave us your video question. You can do that through the commenting platform Yappa, which is integrated into IGN. You don't need a Yappa account. You can sign in with Discuss, Google, Facebook, or LinkedIn, I believe, are the uh, the other four that you can just log in with. And you'll find that right above the comments, the, the regular comments section. Just log in on whatever platform uh, that works for you for Yappa there and leave us a video question for Lootbox for the panel for next week's show. All right, we've got a few minutes left, guys, and I want to test your Xbox knowledge. This is the Unlock Block Trivia segment of the podcast this is a good one uh because microsoft does have a very long long history at this point brad whose gamer tag is american game sends this in nice. so going slightly off from an xbox question i'm going to ask a microsoft specific question where was the microsoft corporation founded so you guys probably know where they are now uh, but were they founded way back in the day, the the uh, early Bill Gates days, the or Bill Gates, Paul Allen days, Seattle, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Redmond, Washington, or Bellevue, Washington? So I'm going to go. Let's see. Cam, do you know this one? You think should I should I go to you first or you think you've got this zeroed in? I know where they're. I know where they are now, but I don't know if that's where they were founded. So that's okay. why I'm just like, mm. something. My gut, like something in my like the back halls of my brain, tells me I. I think it's. I think it's Albuquerque. You gonna I go think with it's that? Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray, I'll go your way next. What are your thoughts on this? 
something <laughs> in Bellevue calls me to Bellevue, and I'm not sure why. Um, Bungie. I, I, he does I, have I, destiny on his screen. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna lock in at Bellevue. <laughs> Bellevue, all right. Brandon Tyrell, any thoughts on this one? I actually know it. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. The answer, Cam, is B. Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, guys. Nicely done. Yeah, they founded it in New Mexico before packing up and heading on up to the Pacific Northwest. Brandon, like, that. I was like in New Mexico the early eighties, yeah. right? Or the late seventies or early eighties. It was like yeah. They've been they've been in Seattle for you know since they've really been relevant, but mm, I think it mm. was yeah it was started in Albuquerque. Wow, yeah, yeah good like, job there, Cam and Brandon. Cam, you're on the board as a, like honorary yeah. uh, scoreboard yeah, here. Uh, and then Brandon Tyrell increasing your lead now. You've just <laughs> about I would say yeah. we're, next we're at week a point you can clinch. Yeah, yeah. We're at a point now where I've clinched. I think oh, <laughs> you've, you're up three. Okay, and we have so, three more. Yeah, weeks. Maybe well. I guess we I'll have to check the schedule, but that you may have just sealed it. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out next week when hope we'll see if we have everybody back. But uh so but yeah, good job on that. Make well, a, just, make a make a gif of this and send it to Destin for me, would you? Ooh, ooh. Uh, make I mean, sure you put at the bottom, Brandon, you have clinched. What's ooh. the trophy this year? Uh, we don't I, know. So I, don't I need to touch base because that was all pre-pandemic. So I need to touch base mm-hmm. with the very nice unlocked listener who was creating the trophy yeah Um, if you're out there feel free to just reach out to me proactively but i'll try to make a note to do that this week but it last it was happening but we'll see because covid has has messed with everyone's lives so absolutely understand if like that is not a priority yeah i don't need a trophy i just need a picture of destin in tears (laughs) that's all i want want. but hey uh keep everybody Keep those Xbox trivia questions coming because I can always stash stash some new ones for you know the rest of this year and then into into next year when we get back from the holidays. And you can send them via email, and the email address is unlocked at ign.com. Include your question, four multiple choice answers, and please note the correct answer in your email. All right, we've just got a couple minutes left here to yeah, we've got two minutes left to wrap up. Ray, I want to go your way first. Where can our audience, now that they, by the way, you you successfully, you did it. The pressure was on. You came through. You were fantastic. Now, seriously, though, you were great today. Uh, really great. This is my first time, like, talking directly to you, let alone podcasting with you. Loved having you on. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you so much for having me. It was it's one of those things where I was like, oh, man, I get to be on a show that I have been listening to for a very long time. And it's still, it's still very surreal. But, uh, you know, I was like, oh, wow. That's amazing. That's so so weird. <laughs> I know it's it's crazy to me. Uh, but thank you so much for having me. It's it's been a blast. It's awesome to be able to talk with you guys at Cam. It's so nice to actually talk with you in person as well. So thank you for yeah. being here. Um, but I'm Ray Apollo everywhere. Uh, just R A Y A P O L L O no space. Uh, I managed to figure that out. Um, when I was younger and I don't know how. So yeah, I I'm basically that on every platform. <laughs> uh, like I said, I create a lot of content, a lot of fun videos, a lot of memes. Um, talk about anime a lot, a lot of Xbox still. I mean, if you could see, but like I, a lot of Xbox in my life. Um, and I just like to have a good time. I like to spread joy is one of my things that I like to do. Like, that's what I am about. Like, if I can have a good time, I'll make sure I'm having a good time. But I also understand that life is rough. I mean, we're all living through COVID and it's not been fun. So I just try and have fun where I can. So, no, that's, that's just the gist of it for me. So, yeah. Awesome. Cam, great to have you back. Thanks for coming back on less than two hours notice this morning. Thank you, oh, yeah. sir. Yeah, no problem. I woke up and I was just like, oh, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was no problem whatsoever. I love being on uh, anything IGN, love Unlocked, love to talk about Xbox with you guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CamFinalMix, uh, and I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CamFinalMix. Fantastic. Brandon Tyrell. Hey, hi, I'm Brandon Tyrell. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. <clears throat> just my name. Uh, I just want to reiterate how awesome it is to have you guys both on. You're both super positive and jovial guys. And uh, I know I need all of that in my life that I can get. So it's 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 been really awesome having people on and, uh, you know, getting to meet <clears throat> Paris and Fixer and Cam and Ray. And, you know, you guys are great. And so 
just really appreciate, uh, you know, you jumping in and brightening all our lives. I mean, I love all those guys except for Paris. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I love you too, Paris, I, I guess. Oh, <laughs> is this starting? Is this going to turn into a cooking thing? It's a oh, turtle beef. It's a turtle beef. Yes. another war. Don't start another war. Paris has already been destroyed by Kyle, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. The beef, the real. Ooh. <laughs> People listening to this are going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. This is real inside baseball right now. So, it really is. Man. This is uh, baseball. Yeah. Let <laughs> me wrap it up here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I don't know if I have any like specific things that I've... Cause yeah, you do. Really, started, started today. Well, yeah, I guess we're doing the IGN first thing for December where we... <laughs> Way to sell it, Ryan. <laughs> well, you know, it's only December 1st, and I'm still, I'm yeah, very yeah. much like assembling the plane in mid-flight on this one, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> The wings yeah. are on now. We're just going to yeah, work on maybe. Uh, we're off the We're off the runway, at least, and we have, we have lifted off, but we'll see. Hopefully, it'll go well. So yeah, we're taking a look at a bunch of cool games to look ahead to in 2021. So it's kind of a one new game every day or in as many days of the month as I can fill. Uh, today was King of Seas, which is it's it's not exactly Sea of Thieves like it's but it's a it's, you know, it's a pirate themed action RPG. Looks pretty cool. We've got 15 minutes of gameplay of one of the developers kind of running you through some higher level stuff on it. So Take a look at that if you're interested. And I will say, actually, you know what? I don't I won't tease it because teasing always backfires. But I'll just say there's there is an Xbox yeah. thing that I think Ooh. people will like coming up soon. But don't don't turn it into a big thing. It's not Halo, it's not Fable. Too just late. they've already done it. They don't I know, right it's now. Too late. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Avowed. Sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fable, the, the world reveal. Like, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, too late. Like, you really need to set your expectations. I here. know. It's we're going to show off some horse armor. It's the horse armor. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm very excited for that I have a little tiny update on. So I'm excited, too. Yeah, cool. I'll leave it at that. Cool. Looking forward well, to it. Well, for Ray and Cam and Brandon Tyrell, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 472. Thank you to producer John Borba, and we will see you back here next week. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.